open up my window to substitute outside. Hi, everybody. Hey. So it is me and you, Kathy. You forgot to say, hey, Kath. I wasn't, hey, wasn't going to say it. That's why I said, hey, everybody. Why are you micromanaging me? Why are you because micromanaging me? Because our routine me? is off. I it just threw me off. Don't my game. micromanage me. You All interrupted right, go ahead, me. Go back. So it's Sorry. you and me and Addie, yes. of course. And yes. we are so lucky to have our King of Wands, the one and only Josh. Yay! Hi, Josh. Hi. Welcome, Hi. Josh. Thank you. Josh is uh, part of the Sister Circle. And uh, on Patreon, he definitely steps in just at the right time for me and helps on Witchy Wednesdays because his Witchy Wednesdays is just so much better than mine. So much better. So much better. So much better. But that's because, as you know, oh, no, like, Josh, I, so much better. So I much do better. my own thing and it doesn't always, you know, I don't know. I don't know if people are learning anything, but it's not my... It's not my job here on planet Earth to teach anybody, but Josh is definitely a teacher and definitely, 100%. yeah, and a fantastic instructor and supporter and mm -hmm. communicator and vessel for wisdom and mm -hmm. all the things. And on Kathy's first day back after the, you know, the first month of the rest of her life, it's only yes. appropriate that you join us here. So, so glad you're here. True that. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, oh, we've been wanting you on here for a while, Josh. You know, we had a conversation a couple of days ago, and I was like, oh, I'm grabbing you. Uh, I can't wait to talk about your adventures and what's going on. So that's why I was like, yeah, let's do it. So, Kathy, we haven't been on the mic since the, mm, for like mm, six weeks. Yeah. Something six weeks. Like that. Six yeah. weeks? Five weeks? I don't know. It's been a while because you had major surgery. You want to update everyone? Yes. Um, I no longer have a uterus. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> no more. No more. And I have an industrial strength sling for my bladder. I am doing fantastic. <laughs> it's literally... Like the hefty bags of all um, meshes that I was able to obtain from the doctor. So now, unlike before, <laughs> you can go on trampoline parks. You can go to the trampoline park. I, guess what? There's no peeing when I laugh. There's no peeing <laughs> when I cough. Poise pads, bye-bye. <laughs> I'm going to save, save $1,000 a year on poise pads <laughs> and laundry soap. I'm telling yeah. you, it is about quality of life, quality yeah. of life. And I was saying on the last podcast, I was saying, I was saying on the last podcast that like how serious it is that we think these things are normal. Like we just, mm -hmm. we just like, everybody's always like, oh, it's just, you know, it's normal for you to laugh and pee or it's normal for you to go through that. It's not, you got to get some help, <laughs> get some help because I can't believe how good I feel not having these tribulations it's crazy is mm -hmm. that the right word so mm -hmm. i yeah i'm feeling pretty good it's like slow and steady i actually took a sabbatical from spirit work 
That was interesting and crazy. Mm -hmm. All I did for three weeks was watch the practice. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't, because I didn't know what I was going to binge. Because you're like, because everybody gave me a whole list of things to watch. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. And then all of a sudden. Yeah, I gave you good, relevant things to watch. Instead, you watched like mediocre ABC from (laughs) 2002. I don't know. It was like 90, 96, 1996. Yeah, even worse. And I was yeah. like, and I was, I just couldn't stop watching it. It was so funny. I, I was obsessed with it. So I feel like, you know, this transition right now for me, um, because the next chapter that I'm going on after I'm 50 is all about being here on earth and enjoying the fruits of earth and what earth has to offer. And it's about, you know, really getting in touch with my body. So I'm all set up with Jaja. She's going to be my personal trainer as she was before. So we have it scheduled out. Um, my goals are that I will be able to canoe without the, like sitting in the back without the canoe tipping up. You know, that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so when Jaja's up front, she's not like oaring air, you know, it's like, yeah. I want to be able to be. You know, not sink anything. Uh, that's my goal. Uh, we're going to, and then um, I, Yogananda is very excited. And I keep looking at him going, stop being excited because I could drop out any moment. But I'm going to be doing fluid yoga mm-hmm. where it's movement yoga, not because she asked me a question. She says, well, what do you really don't like about exercise? And I said, suffering. <laughs> <laughs> So, so any, any kind of suffering, I don't like it. So if I'm holding a pose and I'm shaking, I'm unhappy. So I need to like not stay in one place. I seem to do better in movement. That's why dancing is more fun. So we're learning about what I can tolerate. And apparently suffering is no longer an option for me. Uh, so I'm working on that. And um, that's it. That's what's going on. That's what's happening. It feels great. Yeah. I went back to my doctor, you know, the one that I talked about that was really mean at first. Yeah. And I think she's a, I, I think I talked to you about this. I think she's like, I don't know, an incarnate of Leatherface. She just gets really excited to tell me about all the crazy things she did while I was under. Like, oh, and these big fish hooks, we put them up there. And then we, I was like, stop talking. I don't want to know this. She gets really excited about the procedures itself. And so I realized that she may not be somebody I could talk about um, my emotional issues or hormones. But if I have to, you know, need something taken out, she's the person to go to. So then I chalked it out that everybody has their strengths. So I'm not mad at her anymore. She did a great job. That was good. That was good. And I'm trying to think if there is anything else. No, I think it's just like, right, it is the beginning of my, it's just like the beginning of the next part chapter of my life. And yeah, you were suffering so much for months and months and months. Seven months of this. I can't, I can't yeah. believe. Mm-hmm. Um, emotionally, it's been a little hard because I had to say no to a family that's struggling, um, that's struggling with possession issues. And I can't do it because of my physical. And so I am really going to be looking for uh, a mentee. I think I'm going to start training 
some people because I can't do it anymore. And it made me feel really bad. It made me feel really bad. So I'm, um, I'm trying to do it from like afar teaching them how to do it, but I think it's dangerous. So that made me a little sad, like not being able to help people that way, but I'm helping people in other ways with my other job. So it's a give and take, you know? Anyway, that's my process. Are we done? It's 726. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Kathy just needed to talk on the I mic. I just need to talk about done. it. I missed everybody. That's it. Done. You're done. So, oh, I had um, one more thing to say. Oh, Wait, I have one more thing oh. to say. Okay, hold on, hold on. I told you that I had this superhero syndrome uh, moment the other day. So we bought, finally bought a new car, everybody. I'm so happy. It's really fancy. It's awesome. Um, and it's a big car, so we can all fit. So we're driving. How my development is, is like you come out of our little small development, you make a right down a little hill, and then there's a row of houses. Where I live, everybody manicures their lawn. Everybody. Even the people that you don't think would do it, there's, there's, they're out there doing some kind of yard work. We're driving down. Henry's driving the new car. We're not yet used to the new car, right? And all of a sudden, I turn my head, and this old man falls off a lawnmower. <laughs> and I said, stop the car. And so the the brakes were, <laughs> you know how when I do that, Don, I always take my seatbelt off, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're ready so to maybe like roll out of the car. I'm ready to like, and meanwhile, I can't, I'm not allowed to like lift more than eight pounds. So the action is I take my seatbelt off. Henry slams on the brakes. So I'm like noodled. I noodled myself on the windshield. He grabs my arm and he goes, what are you going to do? You can't go out there. And I was like, let me help him. <laughs> And so I rolled down the window and I'm screaming, are you okay? He said, you didn't get it on film. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was so sad. He's like, I'm fine. He says, you didn't get it on film. I said, no, yeah. I lost money. How sad is it that these, that people automatically are like thinking about, oh, we didn't film our accidents so I can <laughs> yeah. make some money. That yeah. made me sad. Anyway, that was my superhero syndrome moment. I had to I help this funny. old man. Why did he fall off the mower, though? That's what I want to know. How do you just roll off I saw mower? him just, I think it stopped. I don't know. He lost balance. And he went ass over tea kettle. I don't know. So was, his body fell off, but the mower spot, stayed, yeah. stayed, stayed up. Stayed still. And all of a sudden, I see legs in the air. And, he, and I hear, whoa, like a whoa. <laughs> 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 and the only thing he was thinking, you didn't film it. Not, do I have yeah. a concussion? Am I bleeding? But let's yeah. make a million dollars. All right, that's I all I have. I don't know that that's worth a million dollars. I'm just saying. Listen, you I sound like You sound like dad. Before he died, he would, like, tell us stuff like, he would say something like, see this? This is worth money. And it's, it's like, Dad, if you can look it up on eBay right now, and it's not worth anything. He was convinced that so he was sitting on gold. All the time. And our uncle is the same way. Our uncle is the same yeah. way. Yeah. He's always telling us, this is really worth money. One of the things that mom was like, Donna, I have a 
pile of leather postcards from they're like from 1899 or something and they were postcards made from leather and then they would um and yeah they're leather postcards. i think i still have them they're worth like four dollars and 95 cents mom was like convinced that they were worth so much money but they're really not and like kept them like and you know the hummels she has hummels Oh my god, yeah. and Weren't uh, they i worth have money? Those not are really worth money. not not really not these no mm -mm. not that i mean We got all i don't the ugly know ones. i mean Mom just did collected did the ugly she buy ones. you know did she buy it for 15 cents each at caldors in 1973 Oh, <laughs> Bradley. and they're worth 30 dollars now yeah so so she's not wrong they are But it's not worth the million dollar TikTok. it's She's really not going not it's really not that it's very funny She just bought the ugly ones, the awful ones. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what mom does. I, I think about how I remember when mom was uh, when she was uh, buying furniture sometime in the 80s. It was like the late 80s. And I said, you always pick brown. She goes, that way it all matches. And if you think about the 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 house we grew up in, it Paneling. was it Beige. was bra brown, beige, brown paneling. Tan. Right. Yeah. And tan. And And dad's um, pants of beige. like like rust um rust colored brown color furniture brown The rug that was marble of those colors. It was yes marble we had of a those marble colors. rug of those colors The brown paneling and a brown. Oh. everything was brown everything except she had one kitchen wall that she would for years was like orange or yellow Well, that's because it's good luck. The parents of Mediterranean good luck or something. That's why ours is yellow. Our kitchen's yellow. Mom always said you got to paint your, you have to have yellow or in your kitchen or orange. Is that weird? It's weird. It didn't go with anything. Everything was It brown. went with the brown. And I get totally triggered when I go into like antique stores and I see mom's old um, dish set. It was the dark brown with that, with that goopy light colored, it looked like glaze, like glaze that was like dripping Yeah. on. Oh, I get triggered. I really do. I break out in a sweat. Yeah. <laughs> really? I think I could just say, Patty, you get triggered. Say, Mom, you get triggered. True. True. We were, we were joking that like I'm working for someone we're running for Congress now because I apparently have lost a bet and, uh, and I didn't know it um, that mom would suddenly uh, start running for office <laughs> Oh, sorry, I said, Mom's going to run for if she was president now. if she was still So alive. jealous. <laughs> it's so That's funny. it. That's it. Mom. Yeah, mom. She's Anyway. good. She's good. Anyway, I could tell my voice. I have tired voice. This is, I'm not, right? Don't I have tired voice? I don't know, Donna. What do you You've think, been like Addy? this for like the last year. I don't I know. know. <laughs> I'm I so don't know tired. the difference between good voice and bad voice. But all I have to say is I'm feeling better. I got a What, happy Addy? voice Wait, today. Addy has, Addy has an opinion. What did you say? I think you do sound okay. I sound okay. Okay, good. Yeah, Okay, you you're sound not that clear. bad. You sound I feel clear. like I have a gravelly thing. Anyway, this is the most boring podcast we've ever done. And Josh No, is here it's not. sitting here, No, sitting it's not here patiently. the most boring. A man I will fell tell off a you lawnmower. that. That's exciting. That is pretty I don't think funny. your voice is sleep. It's, it's very calm. You sound very, like, just Relaxed. chill and relaxed. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Um... I'm sure Kathy will do something and you'll get riled up, so... <laughs>
sure I'll piss you off at some point. And then, then, then your voice will sound good. Yeah. Josh. I just keep thinking about fun, like, falling stories. And I can't really think of any. I know we have so many in our family, and I can't think of any right now. I have a lot of pushing stories. You mean pushing stories? <laughs> you mean pushing me somewhere? We used to, used to push me down. We or had a you hill. you pushing your friend Colleen with cancer? Is that what you're talking talk about? about that Don't talk about that. Don't talk about That was hilarious. My fragile friend. I was scared. You should see when we went to Vegas, I did the same thing. She's like, I remember my friend Pina. First of all, whoever has a friend named Pina, you're very lucky. In high school, I had a friend named Pina. We were on the volleyball. Uh, we were on the volleyball team together. She was four foot nothing, okay, and I was six. I'm like five seven at that point. I'm fully grown, right? So she's half my size, but boy, she was like mighty. And I am a pussy. I don't like to fight. I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to run away. I'm like Enigo Mantoya when he goes in for the sword fight and changes mind and runs. That's me. <laughs> I do not do conflict. Mm -hmm. And this girl, her name was Kenya. And she was like, you're going to mess with me. You know, she's like, you're going to mess with me, Kathy, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> No. And I was like, no. And she's like, you want to fuck with me? I was like, no, not really. Like this. And Pina, and Pina was right there. And I pulled Pina in front of me. Meanwhile, you can still see my face. <laughs> like, like, like it was like face to face and, and then Pina just like did some punches and told her to not to mess with her but she was like the kind of person that could climb like a monkey she could climb on you she had these skills she was like a ninja Pina was a ninja and uh, maybe that's where I get it from that Pina was my protector and even though she was small do you ever so, hear from her I tried looking her up on Facebook, but I think she might have changed her identity. I don't know. She's a ninja know. now. She's a, She's a ninja. She's got skills. She's, She's got, got skills. She, had, she was special. She had some special skills. She was Italian. Yeah. There were Italians. Oh, my God. Like Yeah, yeah. Near Guinea? She's Guinea. Yeah. Like, she will, she will cut a bitch in a heartbeat with Sounds two like knives. my kind of girl. Yeah, she was great, especially me. I was like scared of everything. <laughs> I'd flinch when somebody says you got a problem. I go, huh? Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I just told the story about the nine one one. I just told a friend that story when the cops were called on us. You were like in your bathing suit, yelling at that guy. Yeah, but that's and he was different. Yelling back. And that's then you different. banged Nobody on the was... counter. <laughs> but. But here's the difference. The difference is that I was starting the fight. Somebody wasn't coming after me. I was yeah. coming after somebody. And I also, you know, I, nobody was going to punch me in my face. I, I wasn't afraid to get arrested. I just don't want anybody yeah. punching me in my face. Yeah. Like, if I go to jail, that's going to be a problem. Because you have to prove yourself. I don't know what I would do. I, I just don't know. I don't know what I would do. I hope I'd never have that situation. I just scared myself. Oh, my God. You just you have pause. To punch the biggest person. <laughs> you have to punch the biggest person, right? You, that's that's you what I like, learned. You would totally be like Jack Tripper on Three's Company. Hi. 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 <laughs> 
Oh my god. <laughs> Nobody else in the world thinks that's funny except for us. <laughs> oh my god. I did this past weekend, um I don't know why like I'm too tired to explain the mind tangent, but believe it or not, it's a connection. So um there's a young girl on our team. She's uh going to law school. She's just about to start law school. She's in her twenties and uh, she's working on the congressional team with us and she's not from the area and we have a supporter who um, offered her housing while she's working on the while she's working on the campaign and that's very typical it's really nice lovely people and they have a it's kind of a historical house built in the 1800s and so this girl the team member um, will call her We'll call her Janet because of Three's Company. So um, Janet said, um, I really, f like, she grew up in a haunted house, too. We compared mm. notes and everything. And I said, well, congratulations, because you'll be able to feel energies wherever you go. So she said, Donna, remember when we talked about me being able to feel energies? There, it feels like there's an energy in the house I'm staying in. And so when I went there to like hang out and do work with her, I walk in, I was like, oh my God, this fucking place. And, <laughs> and they have the people that she's house sitting for or staying there are cat obsessed. They have like six, they have two cats, six pages of notes for instructions about how to take care of the cat. There is a cat IV that the cat, one of the cats uses IV. Should we not talk about them? Because they're going to know so who it weird. is. Nobody listens doesn't matter. That, right? No, nobody. Okay. Like, no, who cares? Anyway, um, the cat, we couldn't wow. find one of the cats. And <gasps> so uh, one of my other team members goes into the basement and says, oh, my God, you got to come down here. It feels so creepy. And I just opened the door and I could feel it. It was like, <sighs> I was like, I'm not going down there. I'm not engaging. I'm not engaging. <laughs> no and thanks. they were like, what are you scared? I'm like, no, I just don't want to invite the energy in or whatever. Anyway, um, so they decided to continue to explore the house. And apparently the attic is very heavy, very super, super heavy. And you can't do anything. Can't do anything. But it's I not. Yeah. Anything. Well, first of all, I was like, you can't do anything. It's not your house. Right. So you all you have no, you to do, stuff. you can't move stuff. All you can do is just like acknowledge it and, ex mm -hmm. you know, accept to coexist with it for a temporary, but you know, say, usually they just need acknowledgement. Exactly. Yeah. That's just like you stay on your end of the pool really is you got to just bargain. Don't mess with my sleep. I will knock you out. I, I have know. to be really, I curse I at know. them like, get the fuck away from me while I'm sleeping. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> crazy. I know. Stop it. Anyway, yeah. we're, we're having the conversation and she's like, I feel like you're the only one that doesn't make me feel crazy. And I realized you know how like, many people feel that way. I know that's I know that's and I told her that I'm like, you and she, you know, she called me with like, Donna, this I, I feel this. I feel this. I feel this. I'm like, OK, we have to stop having the conversation as if you're convincing me because I'm already con like look like we start. Most people start at zero, but we're going to start like at 10. Like I already acknowledge that if you feel right. energy, that the energy is there. You don't have to tell me the things that make you feel that way. Right. Like, let's just skip to how to cope. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what it, that's that's what it's about. It's really coping with the energy uh, and not feeding into it. Mm-hmm. You know, not feeding into it. Don't be. You know, it feeds off anger. It feeds off frustration. It feeds off right annoyances. Fear. So, feeds off fear. Fear. So you need to put on. Let's get happy. You know, right. put on happy music, <laughs> and it hates it. It's like put yeah, sunshine. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, it's kind of like the stra- – right, spoiler alert if you have not finished Stranger Things. Oh, see, you have Josh a, Oh, hasn't. Josh, I can't so, talk about it. Save it. Save it till the next podcast. Josh, so much philosophy Josh. on this. You got, you when you watch, up. you got to look Got to get your life together. <laughs> you're, you're failing. You're failing. Oh, Donna, I watched The Bear. Oh, was that good? Oh, I cried. Oh, Isn't I was that crying. amazing? It's- that With, show is um, amazing. If anybody that, has ever worked in a restaurant, oh, and yeah, or had a sibling that you, um, you know, struggle with, like it, it's so relatable. I don't know where it was, came from. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know. All that of a sudden, writer, did he write it? The the head actor. I have no idea. I honestly don't know. I just watched anyway, it and binged it. Uh, everybody, I highly, rec- I highly um, recommend you watching The Bear um, on Hulu. Uh, the writing is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's an The editing, thing. phenomenal. So is it going to make me cry? Yeah. Mm. Uh, really? For me, it did. You cry Not like, like cr- the Bob's Burgers movie. So I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen <laughs> that yet. I haven't seen that yet. The end. The end made me cry. The end oh, made me yeah. cry. But but the whole story itself, it's just be patient with it, and they did it a great job. Just work mm-hmm. through it. It's it's fantastic. So good. Mm-hmm. That was good. All right, really let's good. talk about Josh. Let's talk about Josh. Let's talk about Josh. Let's talk First, about the Josh in the room. Did I did I mention your partnership with Dimpton Square, with Josh? Yes. Yep. While we were recording. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you said just great. And I nice. again for good measure. Yeah, for good measure. Yeah, Josh really is. Uh, Josh and Kathy uh, work together on uh, Dimpness Square, which I recommend. Um, check out the Facebook group. Um, you're welcome, Dimpness Square, and it's a great support space for um, you know struggling with any kind of. When you need, um, I don't know, what's the word? Shoring up for your mental state of mind. Mm -hmm. That's a good place to be. Yeah. I sometimes do sermons on Sundays, like if it's a special occasion, like once a month, I'll do a live and talk about something specific. Uh, But Josh and I, actually, Josh, why don't you talk about it? Go ahead. You talk about how we did it. So what we did, so like a novena, um, up Catholic, but it's sort of a series of days of prayers um, dedicated to that specific saint. And Kathy and I were talking about some things that we wanted to do. So we took St. Dimpton's Novena, but we wanted to make it accessible for everyone who wasn't Catholic and for those who are Catholic. So we we, um, modified some of the themes to be more accessible for everybody. Um, That way it's you know, if you don't have the Catholic faith, you know, St. Dimphna is still this archetype representation of this energy um, that people can work with and get to know her. And so we modified the novenas, we did the nine days of prayers, and we alternated. Um, 
and as well as encourage people to light a candle and sort of jumpstart their practice and building their relationship with her as well. Mm, she's so powerful. Um, everybody know like who's listened to the podcast knows my connection with Dymphna. And I just appreciated so much, Josh, that you had that connection and uh, we just did it so well. It was just, it just organically happened, you know, and I know for me going through, it healed me on some things by having that practice. A novena is a nine day practice prayer towards a feast day. Uh, usually it's a prayer in Catholicism. It's a nine day practice in a specific saint. And so um, at the prayers that we wrote were so good, Josh. We did such a great job that there were some things that I didn't realize that I was still, this was like a couple of years ago that I was still working on. And I emotionally like talked about, you know, uh, my sexual assaults um, and it helped others by me talking about it. Other people connected, you know, and we were able to talk about it. It, it just helped so many people. You know, we talked about people who suffered from me any mental disorder or emotions, autism, sexual assault by incest or, you know, or rape of violence. We talked about uh, depression, anxiety, uh, grief. Um, I know I'm missing, I'm missing some, Josh. What am I missing? Anxiety, depression. I think um, like, um, and men mental health, like overall as well. Like bipolar. Right, bipolar, um, and so each 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 ailment had its own specific prayer, and for you to pray for somebody or pray for yourself, um, it was pretty effective. And it's a and Divna Square is a great resource. Um, Josh put up some videos that were really helpful and some resources. Um, one of my favorite ones that you put up there was Steve the Universe, Steve Universe, right? Steve Universe on how to talk. Steven Universe, where you're talking about like sort of like being mindful and everything. Yeah. That was a and good one. Like incorporating pop culture into different lessons like that. And how to talk to your kids. Um, it was just, it's just a great resource spot. And, uh, you know, everybody's welcome. Uh, we are, you know, Josh, you are a social worker, right? By trade, you are a licensed social worker. Um, I worked in the mental health field, but we are not psychiatrists, psychologists, but it's a great resource center and we definitely have the background. And then we just put the spiritual component in it and just, you know, put the energy out. I loved it. It was a great jump start. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Josh. What I really like is that you. both you and Josh on paper don't practice really the same way at all. And so it's kind of universal in the fact that um, your methodology just really kind of touches and flirts with all the different kinds of uh, paths that people use to connect uh, with the divine and mm. um, it's it's not just one specific you know methodology or ideology you know we all know how I feel about dogma and yeah, I really appreciate that you you know, the language you use, both of you, how you come at it from different directions. If you think about, oh, thank you. you know, I feel like what a full spectrum you, um, you provide for, uh, you know, anybody who it's, it's a, it's a spiritual language. It's not a religious language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We talk about that a lot. 
yeah. for me because you know Dimna, you know she's part of the Catholic Church pantheon, and I'm not Catholic, never born, um, but you know I incorporate her energy into my witchcraft practice, and I have a Saint Dimna lamp that I use for magical workings. When people are like, I'm just really struggling today, I'm like, let me get my space going. Um, but it's so similar to going and lighting a prayer candle. It's just same different flavor. Of the yeah, same exactly. It's like the same thing. I definitely pray to a lot of Catholic saints and I'm really far away from being a Catholic, but I, you know, and archetypes are archetypes. You know, if people are putting energy towards something, there's something to be said about tapping into it, you know, I yeah. mean, you know, sometimes it goes, it goes toxic. There's, you know, being part of a mob is not a good thing, but that kind of energy is palpable. How many times have things happened where people are like, I just got carried away. I just got carried mm -hmm. away with the moment. And that's that kind of energy. People tap into that kind of bad mob mentality and energy, but there's the flip side of it. And that's kind of what you know, we're talking about here, which is tapping into energy that, you know, if there's a kajillion people with the same idea, the same picture mm -hmm. in their mind, that's, you know, that's a very strong, um, pulsating, you know, thing to, you know, use. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. Even like with practice, like I know there's a lot of things going on politically in current events and everyone's like, well, what can we do? And so everyone is doing similar things to help shift the tide. And I think it's that group mind, that group mentality that really helps to swing the energy to different ways to something that's more desirable or what your goal is that you're working for. Mm. I think that it's, it's really nice when you can work with someone. I know for, for working with Josh, how easy and organic it was, like the flow of it. It was just, you know, being open and using both, you know, both sides of our perception of her. But because the base was that we both were affected. We both were affected by her personally. You know, we had personal experiences. And so there, there's no way you can label that when you have a personal experience. You can't deny it, no matter what it's called. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. When some, when, because like you were saying, you don't have to convince me that that happened to you. Because I understand, right? So when I talk about Dymphna and my experience, you were like, oh, I get it. Let me tell you my story. And I was like, yeah. And so to be validated by other people having those similar experiences just like meeting somebody who's had another, a near-death experience or have died and come back. You know, people who have been abducted and you meet somebody who's abducted. You know, meeting somebody who has, um, you, who has had miraculous uh, experiences and how sad it is mm -hmm. that um, not meeting somebody else who, who has done that. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt having a special needs son in the early 2000s. I didn't meet anybody else who had a special needs son like mine, who was violent and who had episodes and, uh, you know, who, he was four or five. And when I joined a group and I got to talk to a grandmother, who's now my friend to this day, we're like best friends now. We were at the diner 
And she was like, I don't want you to think I'm crazy. But my grandson, she had custody of her grandson. Uh, you wouldn't believe what he did to me. And I said, oh, I'm sure I can believe it. Did he hit you in the throat? Did he run? Did he do this? Did he bruise you up? And we both, like, we shared the same story. We ended up laughing because we couldn't believe that we could share these, like, war stories. And, like, nobody else. It's really important to, that's why I think we do the podcast. So people don't feel, quote, crazy or silly mm -hmm. to have experience or spiritual experience have a haunted house, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think it's crazy that you can be in touch with a deity like that and feel the wind in your heart that that makes you cry, that saves you from from yourself, you know, and that's why it organically happens. And that's what Divna is. All those things we just talked about, mm. finding similar support. And I always appreciate that, Josh. Thank you. So... Um, besides, so that was a project uh, completed that you guys did, and um, again, everyone should go on the on the face space and look up <laughs> Dymphna, D Y M P H P H N A apostrophe S square square. And so, of course, Josh is like Kathy with the next project and the next project <laughs> and the next project. So what's your next project, Josh? What's your latest project? The latest or the next? <laughs> <laughs> You're the same as Kathy. Okay, do the latest and then the next. So the latest, um, I discovered, like, we're on websites like Barnes & Noble and Amazon where you can do self-publishing. So you can create books, journals, whatever you want. Um, and you can get them published. So if you ever thought like, oh, I want to write a book, but it seems like a very instrumental, insurmountable task to get through the whole processing, you can kind of sidestep it and get print on demand. And so I made a journal for my coven because another coven I'm in, they handed out journals with like the, the symbol on there. I'm like, this is so cool. I want to do this for my students, but I couldn't find any I liked, so how, what do I do? I hopped online, and so I made journals. I'm like, this was a lot of fun. Let me make a book, because that's the next logical step. Um, so I'm like, well, what do I make a book on? And so I did a tarot workbook, and I looked at a few, and I there are some fabulous um, tarot authors out there, but there's also some really pretentious ones. And so I'm like, you know, I just want to make this accessible for the beginner, but also something that's going to help the experience. So it's not a complex book. So it's a lot of, it asks a couple questions. What are your goals? Cards you love, cards that scare you. Um, and then it gives you just a three card reading where you write information, almost like a journal entry. And you can keep track of what cards were pulled, what was your question, as well as reflecting back on that. Because um, I will sometimes do that, like in the moment, like, all right, this reading was perfect. Come back two days later, I'm like, let me look at it again. Like, oh, how did I miss this? And then I update. Um, so the book really helps encourage that exploration of building that tarot vocabulary, building your fluency through practice, um, 
but also in a very approachable, accessible way where you're not doing giant card spreads, massive things. It's just a three-card reading. So that's three cards a day that you can start to build your skills as well as look back and see your growth as you go through the book. And you don't what have I... to use the traditional Rider weight, do you? Or is no, that you what you not. had in mind? Um, that's my... That's my favorite that I, when I read, because I'll try other ones, I'm just like, ah. But no, I think you just need to find the deck that really speaks to you. Um, whatever it is, um, whichever version of tarot that is, um, find one that speaks to you and go with that. Um, you're not stuck to any specific deck in here. Um, I would just say maybe write the name of your deck on there, and then you can also see if you're reading with multiples do you have better luck with one over the other? Um, and kind of just mm -hmm. gives you more of that insight and awareness as you work on be, being a better reader. Yeah, that's a what good I suggestion, like. is to compare is your readings from one deck to the other. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Kath. Don, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, sorry about that. Um, what I really like about your idea is that for me growing up, I learned, you know, the old old-fashioned way of, you know, my sister saying, no, that's not it. <laughs> or, you know, like, or, oh, that's, you know, learning it that way. But being, wanting to read for other people 20 years ago, 25, 30 years, 30, I don't know, I'm old. I don't know. It's a long time ago. But reading for other people is very nerve wracking because, you know, you don't want to disappoint the person. You don't want to be wrong. Right. You, you know, and so, I think that we overthink when we read and your book, the, the workbook, the way you showed us how you set it up is fantastic practice for you to self-evaluate yourself so that, so that you can practice, you know? And so if you're reading for your friend, you know, evaluate that you have somebody to give feedback, go back to your notes, I think is such an awesome idea. I wish I had something like that. You know, I didn't, I would never think to even use paper and pen for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't math and I don't write. So that's great, you know. Um, but I think that this is a great tool, uh, especially if you're beginning and you want to read for other people. I highly recommend Josh's workbook. It's very simple. And, um, um, and once you complete the workbook, you'll you will be at a point where you can now think that whole process it's like training yourself to process after yeah and um i like the idea of having something very simple i know in the past like when i first learned about you know tarot a kajillion years ago it was the thickest most daunting book um, yeah. Is that what right? pretentious means? Is yeah, pretentious? it felt, yeah, Tabby. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what I like about this is that, like, what I would do with it to become a better reader is, like, you know, people think that each card, I mean, unless you're, a, unless you follow Kathy on Patreon, you will know that each card represents something different for yourself. You know, when mm -hmm. you're, when you do readings, like, some people, um, you know, would interpret a particular card differently than the next person because of how, what it does is it, you know, it pings your intuition. It's really just, mm -hmm. it's really just like a mirror, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what, you know, if you look in the mirror, are you looking at your earrings? Are you looking at your eyebrows? Are you looking at what you're wearing? Um, 
and the tarot deck kind of does that same thing. So if you do the worksheets that the way Josh has it set up, and I'm talking about him as if he's not there, uh, right here in front of me, um, uh, that uh, you can see what you initially interpret it. Mm-hmm. And if you make note of actually what occurs after what you thought, but what the reality of what happened, you know what I mean? You can fine tune what those cards really do mean to you. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, if a certain combination yeah. of cards come up and you interpret it one way, then a week later you revisit that. And you know what? Now that I think about it, it really was about this. Right. And then the next you know, time those cards come up, I just think it, it definitely can help right. you be a better reader. On the flip side, that's that's how we read. On the flip side, for people who are training to be cold readers, card Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a fantastic resource for practice memory and you know, that is it's awesome for both for both ways, for intuitive readers and cold readers. Um, cold reading is is a skill. Cold reading is a skill. Yeah. It's the card means this. This is what, you know, there's, it's very particular. It's, it's very methodical. It's exactly what uh, th- they want you to interpret that as. And it's, it's a skill. It's definitely a skill. I just can't mem. I, the reason why I'm intuitive is because I can't memorize anything. So, I, <laughs> so it's not because I didn't want to be a cold reader. It's just I can't remember what it is. Um, but but I think that's an that's an awesome skill. And the Rider Weight deck is a really great beginner deck to use because if you can read the Rider Weight as a cold reader, you will be able to interpret the other. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying, Josh. The other. The other ones, yeah. Yeah, the formulas it- of the. A lot of times, um, the decks are fashioned after the Rider weight. So, like the Three yeah. of Swords, which is the heart being pierced by three, you'll see that in the same. It's just different artistic and yeah. They'll artistic. put like a lady in the middle, naked, mm-hmm. like ah, you know. It's, it's, still <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. <laughs> ah. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> ah. naked lady in the middle of the three. So it means the same thing. It's just there's a naked lady in the middle. Um, you know the interpretations of the art. Yeah. So that's a that's a great foundation. So that's a that's definitely a highly recommended that's highly and, recommended. And I think it's nice too to look back because I know there have been times where I've done readings and I'm just like, I feel like I should say this, but I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not gonna say it. And then, but you know, you can make a note and maybe there's maybe you felt this intuitive push to do something and you didn't act, and that's okay. Um, but then you can be like you know if you check back in with them with it, you might get more information. But again, it's gonna, you're going to notice things in yourself that you do how you feel after it that you can also then tune into it like, oh, I'm feeling this, this is me, this means I'm on the right track. So I'm going to keep going down that path with them. You know what I was thinking about that's so is that when you're beginning create your own ethics, what is your own ethic code, write it in your journal. Right. I did like a, I started a tarot class with a teacher a few times over then she would things would happen and it never finished and that was one of the assignments was to come up with an ethical code and so whenever before I read with someone I'm like hey like what happens here stays here like I'm if someone asks about your reading that's your business that's not for mine unless you tell me if it's someone's spouse significant other I'm not going to share with them 
It's mm-hmm. not their business unless they want mm-hmm. to. Um, and so I always just make that clear um, with them, but I think definitely it's good to have ethics. I'm not going to lie either with it, but I'm also going to do my best to leave them with some hope. Like if everything's yes. like, oh, well, crap, this is just like the worst <laughs> reading ever. I'm like, you know what, let's keep flipping, you know, like Pandora's box, all these things came out, but at the very last thing that came out was hope. And so that's what I always try to find that hope at the bottom of the box. If it's yeah. no matter how far we have to dig, we're going to find it. <laughs> be left a little bit healed after it not just right yeah it's important every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i don't the... do reverse oh go ahead yeah. Dom. no i was just gonna say at the end it's about healing so there's always healing oh it really is yeah, yeah i have a strong code with that like you know don't i don't do birth don't do death um i don't read for your adult children if you're a mother and coming in to spy on your adult children, I'm not doing it. You know, I think that's a big one for me. Um, unless there's, you know, unless it's something that spirit really wants you to know that's going to help them. I, I, I think that's such a great ethic, ethic um, code. Um, I definitely don't lie, but I definitely don't doom. I'm not a doom reader. Mm-mm. I just won't do it. I'm, I'm like, you know, like, it's not going to help. It doesn't help people because they get fixated. You know what I mean? I worked for Psychic Source, you know, in Hollywood Psychics for about a year. And um, it's funny that we're talking about this. I'm going it's, to, it's relevant that. And I was just, it was a good practice for me to learn how to read over the phone because I was only reading with people and I was not very confident even though I was good at it. Do you know that we made like four, that you would get charged $6 a minute, $6. If you call those six, guess how much the reader gets 40 cents a minute. Mm -hmm. We get 40 cents a minute and you can, you can hear the desperation of people wanting to know the answer that they wanted. And that's the, that's the quagmire. They're paying $6 a minute to tell you that something that they want so bad is going to happen. What do you do? Right? And I finally said, you're not going to call me anymore because you're using your social security money. So don't call me. And I didn't obviously keep the job because they, (laughs) they, you know what you're saying? They're like, you can't tell your, you can't tell people not to call here. I'm like, they're, you know, they're, they're using money that they need and they're, you know, they're, um, they're addicted. They're addicted to psychics. So I learned a lot about ethics during my during my um, phone psychic days. <laughs> well, I have like two things to piggyback off that. So like the first one, one of my ethics, I won't read for someone until like another like 90 days. Like if we do like a full <laughs> reading, unless there's some major life incident, then all right, reset button, let's let's go. Only because people do get addicted easily. If they're like, hey, can you just flip me one card? Sure. But if you want to sit down for a full reading, 90 days. Um, but a friend of mine used to work on the psychic hotline mm-hmm. back when he was in college and he had no background. He actually printed off like some tarot cards on like those printers with the paper <laughs> you'd have to rip off the side. <laughs> and he printed off like 10 cards. And so he did every reading with that, not knowing there's a whole lot more to the tarot deck. <laughs> 
Oh my God. <laughs> so that's how he did his readings. But he was like, yeah, they were saying to like, keep them on as long as possible. And he said the same yep. thing. People are spending what little they have just to find something and get some mm-hmm. confirmation. And some um, hope. Right. And he didn't even have the full deck. Like <laughs> he wasn't playing with a full deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's shyster. brilliant. What a shyster. I love it. That's true. That's when you call these lines, they're very rarely will you get somebody really authentic. I will call, I will call because I love to hear somebody who knows nothing about me. There's nobody that doesn't know. You know what I mean? It's hard to find somebody to read me who doesn't know me. So once in a while, I'll call California Psychics and I will randomly go through and I'll put $40 on the account and see what happens. And and everybody I've chosen has have been pretty authentic. The last one was two years ago when I wanted to get my yearly, like, reading on what what does this stranger know about me and and the and the the man he had a very thick accent and he was like he said whoa can you stand in the middle of the room please and i was like okay i'm really gonna stand in the middle of the room and he's like you have too many people around you i can't even see through they won't even let me get through you right and he could say that to anybody but he had mentioned dimphna he mentioned Dimphna. He said there. He said there's an angel who who's emotionally healing for you. Like he didn't know the name, but was like protecting you. And I was like, you're pretty good. I was like, wow. Thing. And I don't say that I'm a reader because that's just mm-hmm. rude. I don't do that. But I was like, wow, that was really good. And just the way he was like very calming and just having a conversation, and and it was good. It was really good. But very rarely will you get that experience. You know, like make it as a treat. And go through and um, anybody who's you know who says they're also a psychologist don't don't do that <laughs> don't don't click on that <laughs> don't click on those <laughs> uh, but yeah very interesting well I think too even if I remember when you came to do the victory of light or came to the victory of light and you and Nancy were walking around and she got that reader and when she said the name of the table Justin and I were just like right <laughs> so we didn't say anything because we're like well we don't want to poison the well right and people listening were probably like well what what happened yeah. like we i mean we made a face but um and she went and it was just an awful reading to the point where i think you stepped in and said uh-uh you're gonna keep reading because she paid for this time oh yeah i became an advocate yeah <laughs> she was awful she was right, awful. Like 10 minutes and she's like, well, that's all your, your guys had to say. She's like, ah, oh, they got 20 more minutes of speaking to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I will not, I won't tell a reader that I'm a reader. And not because I'm being a spy because I hate the psychic police. I hate when fucking people do that to me. But I do it out of respect because if you say, oh, I'm a reader too, then it puts it, it puts it, it taints it's like you're being judged. I don't want them people feeling judged. I want them to say, I know I have a message. Go ahead. No. So I feel like it's kind of like when you go to an art fair and you see people who are selling their art or crafts that they make. Um, and you're like, oh, I can make this. And <gasps> I know. Like, so much. Oh. Like, and I just feel it's very like dismissive of the mm-hmm. craft and the art that the reader is doing. That even though... Yeah, I read, but I just feel like it's just very dismissive. And I don't ever want to make anyone feel like that on purpose. Mm. 
Mm. I had a good experience at the the uh, the Victory of Lights. My the reader I chose was great. She channeled Jesus. She really did. He was like, "Hey," I was like, "Hey, <laughs> what's going on?" The way the message, her whole face, she channeled. Her whole face changed. She was legit. I was like, "What happened to you to be able mm. to do this?" Mm. I was like, "She was on the she was she lived on the Bible Belt." I was like. You can't be doing this and being in the Bible Belt. Like you just really, she really was powerful, and mm. my, her message, the message that I got from her channeling of her Jesus, I'm not saying the Jesus, but her Jesus, mm. uh, was that he, uh, I want to say he, looked at me and said, "Your job is to impact one person at a time. You're not meant to be." standing and having a crowd at one time it's one person at a time he's like you'll be your most effective one-on-one -on -one. and i thought that was interesting she didn't know anything about me like that and i was like oh that's mm. and said some few some more things that i would be well known but it would be because i would be impacting one person mm -hmm. and it would trickle is that interesting mm-hmm and 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 she, it got my heart and it got my heart like I, I felt it and i was like oh this is cool even though i can talk to to my jesus you know everybody's got an interpretation of jesus i guess because mm. otherwise he'd be very busy everybody praying for jesus what people often overlook the impact of making a difference at one person at a time we're always like how can we maximize how can we do the most but sometimes just helping that one person next door is more than enough and so i think celebrating those small impacts and not being dismissive of those either is super important mm -hmm. listen that's why it took me so long to get to where i am now because i couldn't go to the mass i can't go to the masses it just doesn't work mm -hmm. it's one person at a time and that person told that person it was calgon and that person and that person no was that calgon it wasn't calgon no. What was that? And that person and that person. What commercial? And they told that? two friends and they told And two they friends. told two is that Avon? What is no. it? Skin so soft? What is it? No. Just stop talking. <laughs> yeah, Just it was like stop. Calgon, take me away. Yeah. No, yeah. it was uh <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, but in the meantime, while I look it up, Josh yes. tell us uh the name of the book, how much it is, and oh, where yeah. you can find it. Yeah, it's um my tarot journey. Um, the cover is like a watercolor and there's the fool, the magician, and the high priestess because I thought, well, the fool, you know, we all start somewhere. The magician really works at using the elements that are there and the high priestess trusts their um, intuition. Um, but you can find it on barnesandnoble.com, so www.barnesandnoble.com. Mm -hmm. um, and my tarot journey, I think it's like, I think it's listed for $15. It's pre-ordered awesome. right now. Yeah, basically with shipping, it's 20 bucks, and it'll be a great 20 And I already bought one. Well, thank you. Yay. And Addie bought one. Ooh. Yes, awesome. And um, Josh? That you were talking about the Fabergé Organics shampoo commercial. from the Fabergé, and they told two friends, and they told two friends. Thank you. And so on, and so on, and so on, and so on. <laughs> Josh, thank I'm you. so happy. Thank you, thank you, Josh. Oh, no problem. Yeah. Then our yeah. upcoming project. Oh, oh yeah. We have a and project. Josh and I have a course. project. Okay. Yes, um, 
we're going to work on a Dimfna workbook journal to where uh-huh. incorporating the novena with some mental health exercises. Again, it's not a substitute for therapy or anything that you're doing. It's an addition um, to work through those things and create that awareness, mindfulness, um, and kind of just incorporate spirituality with some mental health um, into something that, again, that's accessible um, to so many. I'm excited Amazing. to do this with Josh. You know, it's going to come. It's going to come gonna fast and furious. Fantastic. It's be awesome. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. And we'll try All to get right. Book club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think so. Is, I think so. Awesome. Um, yeah. See you on Patreon, everybody. Come on see over to Patreon. Be mm-hmm. part of the circle. Gain some wisdom from Josh. That's right. Circle in the square. Join the circle in the square. Yeah. This week is uh, dolphin medicine, Kath? It's dolphin medicine. We're talking about this and that, uh, this experience you've had in the past and how that forms your behavior and patterns. And then we look at that. And what is that that makes you happy, that brings you joy, that helps you bring you closer to your divine path? So listen to the sounds of the porpoise and have porpoise in your life. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to go throw myself in traffic. No. Love you guys. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you. Bye, Josh. Bye, Bye Addie. Addie. Thank you, Addie. Open up my window.